This week we are focusing on singing, a very important part of our worship and our praise to the Lord. And so we go to Colossians chapter 3. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. There are many church songs, uh, many that we sing daily, but not all of them are scriptural. It's one thing for a song to have God's name on it or to even mention the name of Jesus. And it's a totally different thing for that song to be scripturally and theologically right. So when we sing in church or we sing a song for the Lord, whether it's praise or worship, it's important that the words in the song are theologically accurate, that they are scripturally right, that they are not wrong words. It's very important. Because many of the songs we sing these days in church have catchy tunes. They are nice, they move us, uh, we dance to them. But sometimes when you listen closely, you realize these are not expressing the biblical doctrines properly. So it's important that we do that. So there are three things that Paul tells us to do in Colossians uh, chapter 3, verse 16. First, he says that the word of God must dwell in us richly. Let the word of the Lord dwell, or Christ dwell in you richly. This is where all Christian compositions should begin. The songs that we sing shall, must come from the well of the depth of the scriptures in us. When the word of God dwells in us richly, it means it dwells in us accurately, it dwells in us deeply, it dwells in us correctly. And it is out of what dwells in us that we are able to sing. So for all our songs, it's important that Jesus Christ remains at the center, his work on Calvary, his, his victory, and all that he has done for us is expressed in the words of our song. God speaks to us when we allow his words to take deep roots in our hearts. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. The second thing he says is that we must teach and admonish one another with songs. Isn't that amazing? We, you would think that the only way we teach Christian doctrine is when the pastor is preaching. But here, we are teaching and admonishing with songs. So, the hymns of a church, the songs, the choruses we sing are all part of the doctrine that we encourage. So, if you teach one doctrine but the songs are different, then there is no convergence between what is taught from the pulpit and what is sung in praise and worship. The Psalms were all songs. Just think about it. A whole book in the Bible is dedicated to songs. And they are the Psalms. And when you read the Psalms, you see the richness of the theology, the richness of the word of God. You see prophetic insight. You see prophetic declaration. But they are all coming as songs. Can you imagine the scriptures without the book of Psalms. So much will be unknown to us. But all of those things we know came because of songs. So it's important that we sing inspired words of God. Thirdly, that we sing with grace in our hearts. That's what Paul says. 
And it's good for a song to move your body and to dance and to rejoice. But before the song moves your body, it must move your heart. It must be from the heart reflecting in the physical action. Don't just go to church to just uh, dance and and rejoice and shake your body, as people say. uh, But go with your heart, fully settled in Christ. The words of the song representing the word of God, properly interpreted. And that moving your heart and moving your body. And that is what real singing is. So today, as you go through the, go through the words of the songs you've been singing and ask yourself, are these scriptural? Do these glorify Jesus Christ? If they don't, then you have to sing a new song. Let's pray. Say with me, Heavenly Father, your word is deeply settled in my heart. From deep within me, I will sing of your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I'll catch you again tomorrow. I'm Pastor Mensah Otabel. Shalom, peace, and life to you.